Hey, 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 we're back. We're back. We're back for more fun. We're back for more excitement. We're back for everything. I know I can't sing, but what the hell? Lee Jackson, America's Finest Watchman, here with you today. And guess what we're going to talk about? I've had so many requests. Oh, I'd love to say I'm ill, but I'm excited. We are going to talk about Omega watches. Now, I got a lot to say about Omega. I really do. And I'll tell you why. Because I've been doing shows and collecting for so long, it's ridiculous. I think I feel like the ancient mariner sometimes. But Omega is a name that I have seen, sold, enjoyed, owned a lot of. There's a lot of Omegas running around. And when I was doing shows back in the day, back in the 90s, early 2000s, Omega was plentiful. And they were not what they are today. They were a very good watch. But today they have elevated themselves into the pantheon of the greats. And you know how they did it? It's called advertising. They've been advertising like crazy for the last few years. For those of you that are old enough, if you remember in the 80s, you had um, Concord. And they were advertising like wild. Everybody wanted Concord. The thinnest watch in the world, the Delirium. They had all these other watches that you still see. Metal band, very nice designs, very nice watches. Um, Concord was a company that was not known for their movements because they really didn't make any. They would put other movements in their watches. They were known for their designs, and their designs were very beautiful, kind of like Ebel. Okay, so... Concord got really big because they did a lot of advertising, a lot. Uh, Omega has done the same thing now. So Omega used to be tons and tons, and they were not expensive. I used to say, well, Omega's like long jeans. It's on that level. You know, it's a good watch. But it isn't up in the top, top, top watches. And yes, they did make some of their own movements and they were pretty good and they had some pretty good watches, but they were more for the everyday guy, the everyman rather than the gentry, you know, the, the, the more expensive people. So Omegas were more for like, um, they went on the moon. They had the man on the moon watch, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, they did a lot of watches like that. And their biggest watch was called the Seamaster. And I used to get tons of these dumb things. From the 50s, they were huge. They had a bumper movement. They were not a big watch. They're very nice looking. And they were like kind of like a Toyota. They went and went and went and went. They ran and ran. I used to tell people, if you're going to start collecting, one of the places I would start, if I were in your shoes, is I would buy an Omega Seamaster automatic from the 50s because those are great workhorse watches. You're getting into good Swiss watches. It isn't going to cost you a fortune. I mean, back then I was selling them for, I don't know, three, four, five hundred bucks. They weren't going for a lot of money. Today they're worth a hell of a lot more. But that's simply because they poured so much money into advertising that their brand has gone crazy. Plus they got James Bond wearing their watch now since the 90s and they got uh, what's her name Kornikova's wearing a watch so their big name was Seamaster and then they had the Constellation was the top of the line and they came out in the I think the 80s with the Constellation we see now with the flat link bracelet really nice and they've just adapted and tweaked it like Rolex has tweaked and tweaked and tweaked their design so it's still the same thing but it's more modern 
So let's go back and start talking about Omegas. Now, Omega has a bunch of different brands or sub-brands, like the DeVille is one of their lines, and Seamaster is another. DeVille is an interesting one. You can find all kinds of stuff under the name DeVille. Strange looking. But good. All their stuff is good. And I think they used uh, Eta Movements or could be Shield in there. I don't know. But some of them were their own movements. And they did make quartz. Uh, they have what's called the pie pan dial. We're going to get into that too. When I start, I'm, I'm looking now to see some oldies. You know, like here's DeVille's for nothing. DeVille was not one of the more expensive watches yet. They had them in solid gold. They had some expensive versions. What it really means. I can't tell you because they've been all over the map. The DeVille name Seamaster. No, I know what those are. They're pretty much the same today as they were back then. Of course, they're better, nicer, but the same thing. And also Constellation, like here's a square DeVille. I mean, they just kind of throw that name on anything is DeVille. Now in the 70s, late 60s into the 70s, Omega came up with these really bizarre asymmetrical designs and cases like shaped like badges and turbans and odd shape. One looked like an eyeball I had. They had, they had uh, bands that were integrated into the case, which means it didn't have lugs, it didn't have pins it kind of screwed in from the back of the case and held the band in too. So you couldn't buy aftermarket, which is a problem because if you ever buy a watch and you buy the original band, which has the name of the maker on it, they charge a fortune for those. And they're the same as the aftermarket. It's all the same stuff. They don't make their own bands. No way. Unless it's a metal band. I'm talking about leather, crocodile, lizard, that sort of thing. So if you can't change the band, it's going to cost you. It's really going to cost you. So you got to watch out for that stuff. Now, um, like I'm seeing DeVille watches for nothing. Tons of them. Uh, now you have also, I told you about Constellations. Those are hot. Constellation is a great watch. And that's the top of the line Omega. Doesn't mean it's that much better, but that's their top of the line. Constellation. Like I said, I didn't really put Omegas up there in the Pantheon with the Paddocks and the Vacherons and that, but they're very good watch. I'm trying to think of what I would consider it like. I used to say Longines, but Longines has fallen off the map. They've become nothing. They used to be pretty big. If you go back to the 50s, it was Longines and Omega neck and neck. They were advertising. Each one was the best watch on the planet. Each one won gold medals. They were pretty close, and they were both good watches. I like Longines too. But Longines doesn't have the sex appeal that Omega has today. So you look at the original Constellation, the one that came out in the 80s, and it's a very interesting design. It's got Roman numerals around the bezel, because I'm looking at one right now. It's a very flat watch. It's got a flat link bracelet. They're not big rounded links. They're stainless or stainless and gold. And there's different configurations, but it's a nice looking watch. Very classy, but a modern looking. I mean, some of the today would probably say, oh, it's dated looking. You know, it looks like 70s, 80s. Because I get that, like I wear watches like that from the 90s and stuff. And then people look at me and go, oh, that looks old. And they don't mean old as an antique. They mean just the design is like gone. Now, Omega did a lot of quartz too. So you got to watch out for that stuff. Unless you want it. And that's okay if you want it. I'm not going to put it down. You know, me, I am... I'm kind of partial to tanks and Omega didn't do tons of tanks. So Omegas are more rounds. I mean, I'm looking at a DeVille tank right here. 
and they did a lot of stay. They did a lot of plated. You want to stay away from gold plate. I've told you that a jillion times because it's going to wear out. And if you buff it, it's going to go. Now, another one that they came out with was called the cosmic. And the cosmic was one of those strange designs I've told you about really bizarre, like an eyeball shaped, a bad shaped off center shapes, really strange, but cool looking for the time. I told you I owned one. I liked it. But, you know, people would look at you a little crazy. Uh, what a lot of people now I see are doing is they're taking old Omegas, they're cleaning them up, they're putting in a new dial, they're redoing the dial, and they are selling, trying to get big money because, like I said, there's lots and lots and lots of Omegas from the old days running around. They sold a lot of watches, more than a lot. I mean, they sold tons. So you can find all kinds. Now, the ones I'm finding the most of any of these is the DeVilles. And the DeVille, again, could be thrown on anything. I like the Seamaster, and I also like the Constellation. In the 50s, the Constellation had what's called a pie pan dial, which was a, it had two levels to the dial. So it looked like a pie pan. You know, it was like cone-shaped almost. And those are big. Those are very collectible. I knew a guy years ago. And he only collected Omegas. And the guy had so many of them. And he was buying them up for nothing. Because they weren't. I'm telling you, they didn't go for a lot of money. 100, 200 bucks for 50, 60s Omegas. You could buy them cheap. Now you can't, but you could back then. So he had tons. And I always thought this guy was a little loony to be collecting Omegas. Because Omega was not, you know, there were some Omegas that were good. Like the Man on the Moon Watch, the Constellation. Those were good. Not great, but good. But he had tons. He had old ones. He had really offbeat ones. He had some really, really cool stuff. Um, and I, I seem to remember he got robbed. You know, when we when we used to do these watch shows, they used to have teams of people that would follow you. Now it's starting to become a big thing, follow home robberies. But that's what they did back then. They'd have these teams from South America that would follow people at the show. And as they left, they would grab them, grab their stuff, run away. Uh, the people that I knew used to use Brinks, so they would send their stuff from Brinks back and forth so they couldn't be robbed. They couldn't be, you know, attacked. But this guy who had all these Omegas left them in his trunk one day from a show, went to get something to eat, came out, gone, all of it. That was kind of devastating from what I heard. And you can go backwards, changing the subject, you can go backwards with Omega all the way back to... Uh, Military World War One watches. Omega's been around. They've done Olympics. They've done all kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of oddball Omega stuff running around. They had bigger watches. Their baby company was Tissot at that time. Uh, Tissot was like not as good as Omega. So why would you buy a Tissot if you could buy an Omega? That's my question. Uh, yeah. A lot of quartz Omegas. Good looking. And, you know. Their older stuff seems to be going more than it used to, but not terrible. Like here's a 10 karat gold filled Omega. I tell you, stay away from that stuff if you can, or don't buff it. Because the minute you start buffing it or wearing it wears on you, it's going to wear right through the gold and you're going to be up, you know, what Creek without a paddle. But you, what you can do in those regards is you can take a watch that was plated or gold filled and you can have it replated. That means you got to take the whole thing apart, buff the case down. Any impurities or imperfections got to be gone. And you can replate the case, which isn't going to last forever either. Again, so who the hell wants that? Why not just buy a gold watch or stainless? You know, I mean, come on. Who needs it? Um, 
okay here's there's a lot of i see a lot of cosmics i haven't seen the old omega seamasters that i'm really looking for from the 50s but i will i promise i will and omega made dress watches too they had a whole line of nice dress watches for women and men with gold bracelets and without i mean omega was a full service watch company they did everything from entry level they did a lot of sports watches and they did do some dress watches which are nice but omega to me never garnered the respect that i think other brands did and that kind of hurts um like here's an automatic 23 jewel omega here's here's what i want okay here we go here's a nice 50s seamaster it's got the, the Seamaster dot. It's a very plain but nice looking watch. It's a Seamaster in script. It says Omega at the top. Um, it's got kind of like arrows for markers in gold, and the hands are gold. So let's see if I can figure out what kind of a movement, because a lot of them had bumper movements. And you know what bumper movements are? Do I need to tell you again? I will. Um... This is a manual wind, so this is not bumper. You want to get an automatic Seamaster with a regular rotor or bumper movement. Rotor turns all the way around, winds the watch inside a little rotor in there, spins around. And Omega and a few other companies in the 50s used what's called a bumper movement. So you had like an anchor going back and forth inside the watch, hitting a spring like a stopper at the end, like a buff, buffer stopper, doing, 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 doing. And that would watch wind the watch. And it was not as efficient as a rotor movement that's why they everybody went to the rotor wind automatics everybody but in those days um they had bumper so i'm still looking i do see a few square omegas you do see a few very few you don't see a lot of tanks they just didn't do it a lot of their watches have calendars some even have a day and a date now, what I'm really looking for is I'm trying to see, uh-oh, I think we have to take a break here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Is it time? Yes, it's time. <coughs> Let's take a quick break. I got a lot to go over with Omega because I know you're going to want to buy Omegas. Everybody's berserk. You know, I did some shows a while, not that long ago, and I put some Omegas up, and they went berserk. And I went, what the hell? Because I was unaware that Omega had gone so crazy. And when I found out, man, I was really in for a rude awakening. Let's take a quick break, and we will continue our Omega Talk. Lee Jackson, America's finest watch man, right back. Okay. All right, we're back. So... I want to continue our talk on Omega, but first, if you want to see all the Omegas that you can possibly see, I'm going to tell you where you check them out, okay? Because it's very fraught with danger on the internet. I've been, I've seen it all. I've seen ripoffs. I've, you name it, I've seen it. You got to be careful because it's your money and you spent a lot of time and effort getting it and you don't want to throw it away. I mean, when you get burned, I know what it's like. You feel like hell, like you're really pissed and you don't want that. So where can you buy and sell watches safely? Well, I'm going to tell you about Chrono24, which is an online website 
They're based in Europe. They are the leader in online watch sales. Nobody does it better. Nobody. They have so many watches. They have 506,000 watches for sale. That's 5.2 billion in US dollars of listed watches. They have 96,000 dealers from over 100 countries. They have authentication guarantees. You can make an offer. They have an escrow account, which means you buy a watch. They take the money, they put it in escrow, they send you the watch. You make sure it is the watch you ordered, everything's cool, and they release the money when you tell them to. It's easy returns. Everything's insured. They have zero tolerance for counterfeits, zero. And their payment is versus, I always say that, via trusted checkout. So if you are buying or selling, why would you want to buy or sell? First of all, you want to look at stuff because knowledge is power. And if you look at just eBay and what's online, you're only going to get the U.S. Here you're going to get the world. And they have so many different things on Chrono24. I can't tell you. Magazines, video stuff. Just you'll go nuts there. And it's free. It doesn't cost a dime to go there. Now, if you want to buy or sell, when you do it on Chrono24, they charge 6.5%. And I've said it and said it and said it. That is included in the price of your watch. They bake it in. And why shouldn't they? They got to pay it. So they got to figure that in. Now that doesn't sound bad, 6.5% until you hear eBay. And that sounds great because eBay charges 15% plus sales tax plus PayPal 3% and fees. So by the time you're done on eBay, you're looking at almost 20% or more. Okay. And that's baked in. You're going to pay that. And say on a $10,000 watch, 20% is two grand. 6.5 is 650. That's a big difference. And personally, if you're as cost conscious as I am, because it ruins the deal, you have to pay taxes and all those other fees and fees. Who needs it? So if you're buying or selling, good place to look at. They have 500,000 visitors a day. They reach the U.S. and the world. I told you they have escrow accounts. They're insured, all their shipments, and their payment is via trusted checkout. So I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. Check it out chrono24.com that's c-h-r-o-n-o-24.com tell them i sent you because you're going to love it it will open your horizons it'll open your eyes when you see all the goodies okay back to omegas and thank you chrono24 okay so we're talking about omegas and again don't be surprised when you see some really strange looking designs because when you get into a certain period with omega their designs are a little bizarre. Now, I'm not looking at very expensive, and there's tons of stuff. So if you want to have fun and do, you know, bidding and so on, there's a lot. And I have a very sneaking suspicion that these companies and countries put these Omegas up real cheap on bidding, and then everybody goes crazy. There's my dynamic. There's, there's my cosmic dynamic. Oh, my God. And they put it up cheap because they expect it to go through the roof, and they probably do. But, you know, I'm not looking at that. So I just happened on to my old watch. It was called, and this one's in bad shape, a Geneve Dynamic Automatic. This is a ladies. Mine had a blue band, but had this really wide leather band with holes in it. And it looked like an eyeball, the thing. It was really strange looking, but neat. So I just saw the ladies version of it. And I don't think I, in those days, I don't think I paid very much. There used to be a jewelry store that I used to go to. And they used to just blow stuff out. That was their whole thing. Why? I don't know. I think they got stuff from Europe, um, like gray market stuff and just blew it out. And they would throw in Omegas. One day I went over there, got an Omega, that uh, 
dynamic cosmic, whatever the hell it was. And I didn't pay very much for it. It was brand new in a box. And I loved it, loved it to death. But when the band wore out, the band hooked in through the back of the case. So you had to buy their band. And I said, forget it. Cause they always charge a fortune. These companies, they do. Now I'm trying to find the better quality, but there's so much stuff that, I mean, I'm just seeing tons of stuff. So you could go crazy if you want to buy Omegas and just put bids in, let it go, put another bid in, have fun, keep bidding, bidding, bidding. And when something doesn't go, you'll end up with it. But you have to keep an eye on all this because I have a feeling there's a lot of competition out there. I really do. I don't know why, but I have a feeling there's a lot of competition. Now I'm looking at an Omega movement. I want to see if Omega makes it. Uh, yeah, I think they do. You know, you can tell Omega movements, they're copper colored. That's another interesting thing. Their, their movements have a lot of copper color to them where most movements don't, but Omegas did. Uh, okay. So even their cases are selling. Like I had this Michael Schumacher case. that was like a car and it had, a, that went for a lot of money. Just the case people are going crazy. That's another one. Another one of their, uh, people that talk about Omega and spokespeople as Michael Schumacher was one They had people from racing, people from tennis, all kinds of people. And one of the big ones is James Bond. They wear the Omega Seamaster, the new one with kind of the wave looking dial. It's got like wavy lines in it. It's kind of, kind of cool. Um, I'm still seeing about the same and I don't want to bore you. I don't want to bore you to death, but there's a lot of pickings here. So if you really want to start, I mean, here's a Seamaster in a box. It doesn't look that far off from the old ones. It's $3,700. So there's a big spread in money here. And what that means to you is you can buy stuff pretty cheap. If you you got to stick to it. You got to keep at it. You got to, I mean, there's page after page I'm looking at online of Omegas, tons and tons. And they're all trying to cash in because Omegas are worth so much more today than they used to be that people that had stockpiles of them now can just sell them and make a lot of money. Uh, one of the big ones is the Constellation and the newer ones with the metal bracelet and the two lines on either side and the usually gold bezel with um, Romans in it. There's lots of those. And yes, they're flatter than the new ones. The new ones are thicker looking, the band, but it's still that watch. And here they are. Somebody's bidding on one. It's 137 bucks, two tone. He used to sell tons of those dumb things. People love them. I shouldn't say dumb, but I had so many of them. And in different configurations where they had the band across, you had gold in the middle, gold on the end. The way the links were done was very crucial to the watch and what it was and how good it was and all that. But you can't go wrong with Omegas. I'm telling you, even here's a weird one. The Polaris. I remember this from the seventies. It's a very strange looking watch. Their stuff is like from the seventies is weird, overblown. I mean, all that is coming back. Really? I like the more simple stuff from the fifties and sixties, plain, nice looking Omegas. That's what I like if I were going to buy one, but then here's the problem. You wear a plain, nice Seamaster from the fifties and it's like, eh, it doesn't excite me. Like here's a man's Omega 14 carat. They want 1800 bucks. That's a six, $700 watch in my world. Maybe eight, nine, but that's not expensive. Here's a head, a constellation has T bar lugs on it. 
uh, yeah, they had T-bar lugs. If you didn't have the metal band, <clears throat> you had a T-bar you had to deal with, which is not hard. I can tell you how you can fit a fit a, a regular leather strap on a T-bar lug because it's got that little center bar and the, the little center mark in the center. You have to kind of cut out your band. It's a weird design, but it works. You just have to be a little more. If I show you what to do, you'd know how to fix it without a problem in the world. You know, like here's a, here's like, what's this look like? It's like a bark finish Omega tank with integrated bracelet. It's all gold plated. It looks like solid gold. That stuff's going to turn colors on you so fast. It isn't to me. It's not worth it. I wouldn't touch it. Another thing on the old Omegas, they had this band that was like a Jubilee bracelet, sort of, and they're very floppy. They're very stretched. You got to watch out for that too. So you got to be careful what you get. The best Omega to get is the man on the moon. That's my favorite. That is a chronograph. It's called an Omega Speedmaster Professional Chronograph. And they actually wore it on the moon. They used it to fire retro rockets. It saved their life in another mission. I mean, they were walking on the moon with that thing. So that is a cool watch. And if you get it on the back, it says first watch on the moon. Now you can buy those backs and add them to the watch because they didn't put the back on that said man on the moon watch till later. So you can buy older ones and you can retrofit that back. So you got to watch what you're buying. Does it have the back? Is the back original? Is it an add on? Those are the things collectors look at. Those are the things you need to be concerned with because you are buying not only for fun, but for uh, value. You don't want it to go down the tubes. You know, you bought something that's not all real, all original, because there are these purists out there that will sock it to you, baby. They will sock it to you. So you want to be careful. I mean, these people are rabid, these collectors, and you want to give them exactly what you say. One thing I've always done is I've always tried to be as forthright as I can explaining things to people so that when they get it, and they get it home, they're not completely disappointed. They're happy. I always used to say it looks better at home than to hear it's going to look on TV. And that was the truth. That really is and was the truth. Okay, we're getting to the end of this uh, episode. So the next episode, <clears throat> we're going to continue. Like here's two links. The flat constellation with the, it's got the center and the end. So it's two-tone they want. Two pieces, $135, just for two links. I mean, that's another thing I think about. Do you have to buy links? And Omega was not big on solid gold. I see a lot of gold filled this and gold filled that. So watch out. That stuff wears out and it is done. Um, boy, there's so much stuff on here. Holy mackerel. I could go, go, go. So what I'm trying to do is kick up the volume here to get to the better stuff before we end up with no time left. Here's that design. It's called an Omega Seamaster Professional with a wavy dial. And that's the blue wave watch dial. And that's what James Bond wore. I think it was Pierce Brosnan started wearing them and it became big. Now, James Bond in the 60s, Sean Connery, if you look, was wearing Rolex Submariners. They didn't switch over to Omega till later. Here's another Omega Geneve Dynamic. Strange looking thing. The outside shaped kind of like an eyeball and the inside has like tracks and lines and it's just a weird, strange looking, but cool. 
And this again has that integrated bracelet that goes right into the case. So you cannot replace this with a different band. You have to use the original. It's just kind of screwy. But it's a cool look. It really is. I mean, I like it, even though I'm not crazy, but I like it. Okay, so I'm seeing things that are not as great as I was expecting to see in this price range, but I'm pretty low. Let me get a bit higher here because I know we are running low on time and I don't want to waste yours because I know what it's like when you listen to podcasts and they tell you about the beer they're drinking. Who cares? You know, I only want to tell you stuff you care about. I don't want to tell you stuff you don't care about. That is not my aim whatsoever to do. Okay. Where is the more expensive stuff? Where did I put it? Oh, fudge. Um, yeah, I'm still way down the line. So there's tons and tons. You could have a lot of fun bidding and trying to collect Omegas. They're, it doesn't look like they're going for tons of money, but what I... Yeah, like I see somewhere you can just buy it. Not in stock. This is not an Omega, so it's a knockoff. I'm just looking at pricing, trying to get an idea of a good Omega, what it's going for. Because when people are bidding on stuff, you don't know how it's going to end. You really don't. I want to tell you what it's going to go for. Okay, we have to leave. I'm so sorry. But I hope this is helpful. The Omega show with me, Lee Jackson. Been an absolute pleasure. Don't forget, next episode, I'm going to keep going on Omegas till we get to the bottom of them. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great day. America's Finest Watchman signing off. Bye-bye.